Hello and welcome to the Learning R podcast. I'm your host, Richard Treves. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Learning R from Scratch podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about a new problem I've been addressing using R, which is very exciting. And there's five parts to this podcast. In part one, I'm going to talk about the new problem, outline it for you. In part two, I'm going to talk about acquiring the data for the project and what I learned in doing that. In part three, I'm going to talk about general points, about using R and R Studio that I've learnt by following through with this problem. Part four, I'm going to wax lyrical about the power of R. I've really got quite excited about using it now. And in part five, I'm going to talk about a great package for producing graphs that I've discovered called Plotly. So in this first part, I'm going to talk about the problem. And what it concerns is a platform called Moodle that is using educational technology a lot for hosting educational materials. So it's also known as a VLE, a virtual learning environment. And the web analytics, or called learning analytics in educational technology, aren't very good in Moodle. You can't see the data, you can't see how students are accessing the materials very well. So I really wanted to improve this. And the solution is that Moodle allows you to download all the web logs that, of the students' interactions. And by processing these logs in R, I can work out things about how often students access things and when they first accessed an element. And that's really the one I was going for first of all. Is So I'm looking to see how many students, what percentage of students have actually accessed a particular piece of content by a certain date and I want to share it with others at my university so a design feature is that you can take it and use it with other modules so I've been playing around with a, one of our modules in the department I work with at the university but I want to be able to share it with others in the university so they can use it with their courses as well. So in this second part of the podcast I'm going to talk about acquiring data. Now, this is part of four parts, really, of a data project in R. There's acquiring data, which we're going to talk about. There's data cleaning, so sorting out data, making sure that it's in the right format, that sort of thing. And then there's processing, so doing something original with the data. And finally, there's a visualizing stage where you plot it or graph it or produce it in a nice table. We're going to talk about acquiring. The first thing in this project was to export logs from Moodle to Excel. So there's a little button you can click as an admin as I am in Moodle and you can export all the logs to an Excel file. And it comes in as a set of columns with the student name, the element they're interacted with and the timestamp they've interacted with it. And there's some other columns as well, but we won't be talking about those. Now, we could do data cleaning in Excel and import it in, but we can also edit it in R. We can data clean it in R. The advantage of that is once you've done the data cleaning with code in R, it's there for you to do it again in the future. So you don't have to fiddle around in Excel and doing it by hand, doing it manually. You just 
basically click the button and it all happens again. So that's a real advantage of doing data cleaning in R rather than cleaning it up in Excel. In this data set that we've got, each row is a single hit on the site. So it's a, a, a student accessing an element. So if they, in a session, they access 20 elements, there'll be 20 rows in this table. So for a 10-week course with 100 students, there's 65,000 interactions in this file. And now that kind of size file, I'm pretty sure, would break Excel on most computers. But for R, it's just every day. It's really caused it no problem on my old Mac at all. I can import the data into R using a special package for importing Excel. So I don't have to mess around with the programming at all. It's just a single call to a package and in the data comes, which is all very good. And it comes in as a tibble, which is a special kind of data frame if you haven't come across this before and I'll talk about this more when we talk about the later stages of the project. So in this third part we're going to talk about general points to do with R that I've discovered in doing the project so far. The first is a thing called view in R Studio, and this allows you to double click on a data frame which is listed in the top right of RStudio and it appears as a spreadsheet kind of output in the as a tab in the top left which is very useful because you can see what's happening to your data as you process it. Interestingly my partner learnt R about 10 years ago and there wasn't RStudio at that point and every time she wanted to look at her data frames she would have to write an order in the console to view it and it really slowed everything down and it's so much better being able to view your data in this way. The second thing is how I've proceeded with this is to have a .r file, a script file, and to write bits of code and what you can do is write a couple of lines of code then block it and click run and you can run just that code to see that it works. So it's really nice that you can just step-by-step step go through the writing process, checking that it works all the way through. And I, didn't, I haven't really used the console in the bottom left at all for writing code. You write it all in R and, and run it from there. So that's a good habit to pick up. One thing that I really picked up was it's important to watch the variables and data frame that are being produced. So RStudio, shows you all the data frames and all your variables in the top right and you can see what they are and sometimes things come in as vectors or data frames or tibbles and it surprises you you're not expecting it to be what it is and and it's causing a problem that's making your code not work so it was really useful to be able to see exactly what type of data or what class of data I was producing and was manipulating in that top right corner. So through doing this project, this is part four, I've really come to enjoy the power of R. It's really struck me just how powerful a tool it really is. It can be infuriating, but there's lots of things possible with it. So creating graphs, I've been really impressed about what, uh, with what you can produce using R and R packages. And I'll talk about Plotly in a bit. 
it works really well with large data sets. I mentioned this earlier, but it just it's built to manage large data sets and the code runs really quickly in it. So that I appreciate that. The advantage of writing code, which is something I've talked about earlier, is that you can run the analysis again on another data set or you can do pretty much the same analysis, but just tweak it and customize it a bit. And it really saves you the trouble of I've spent a long time in Excel doing things manually and then repeating the same steps later and R just automates that. So the fifth and final section today is I want to talk about Plotly. So I've been really impressed with this. I did uh, my processing and analysis for this project and it took really quite a long time. But using Plotly and to produce a graph output was really quick. It didn't take me very long to work out how to use it at all. And it's much better than Excel because it's interactive. So you produce a graph in Excel, which I've been doing for years, and you can tweak it and change it in various ways, which is quite useful. But when it's produced, it's static. It's just there. Plotly is interactive, so you can... For example, with this project, the log started quite a few weeks before the course actually got going properly because the admins, including myself, were messing around in it and we were producing hits, which we're not really interested in because it's not student hits. So you have this small number of hits showing on the graph and what you can do is you can zoom in and just ignore that block of time. So you can manipulate the graph dynamically and that's a real advantage of using Plotly. You can also select or unselect certain of the actual plots within it as well, which is another interactive feature. And there's quite a few interactive features. So it's really very powerful, much better than a static Excel graph. And it's really quite simple to program and produce. So that's Plotly. Another package is ggplot, which a lot of people talk about, which I think is very sophisticated. It will produce a lot. But again, like Excel, it produces static graphs, so they're limited in certain ways. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. We covered acquiring data. Next week, we're on to data cleaning in this Moodle project that we've been talking about. Do check out the show notes for links to the packages I mentioned and to other items.